2: Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. with host
0: Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of the SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held
2: of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Pronounce Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis.
3: Alright, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fan uh, fans. We got the, the Saints Drunk History. I recorded it with the bird rights, Preston Ellis. It's on Jim Everett and the end of the more years. It is a total mess and disaster because I was shit-faced and I could barely run the equipment. Preston had to step in and do the do the recording for me. That's how bad it was. It's a rambling disaster. Some people like it messy. Some people like it nice and clean and organized. It is not clean and organized. No cool.
2: no one likes it messy. Um nobody likes it, it clean to our, and organized. When it comes to our podcasts, no one likes shitty sound.
3: No, it wasn't shitty sound. Just Preston had to run it cuz oh. I had issues. It's it, the, the sound is perfect. It's just it's just um it was, kind of a, it was kind of a rambling mess. It went from Jim Everett to the decline of Jim Mora to M- Mario Bates getting punched in the face. It's all over the place. But if you enjoy the end of the Mora years and you want to learn more about them, you'll find it very informative. And I butcher Preston's poor name in a way that I should be sent to Gitmo. Um, but, so, we're doing the podcast. We're two weeks away from the draft. Uh, to start the podcast off, we, 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 I got some new graphics I paid tens of dollars for new graphics for the website. And I put on a poll today, is our, our new graphics worse than cancer? And seventy percent of you people said yes, our new graphics are worse than cancer. Um so Yeah, but the,
0: the the comments were
3: The comments were bad Hilarious. People, people said they look like diapers. What is that mold on the lettering?
0: Who was it? It was was it Todd Newberg? Yeah. <laughs> did you did Are we are we in the tr- are we in the trust tree here? Are we in the trust, trust tree? <laughs> Can Did we be honest here for a second? And Ralph's like, yeah, give it to me. It fucking sucks. It's terrible.
3: <laughs> Did you let your son <laughs> do the graphics? Um, yeah. I, I especially like the one that said that the letters look like diapers. Um, so maybe no, no we'll it funny. was
2: the color. It was the color the that color. looked like something you would like, find in a diaper. Yeah.
3: Well, the, um,
0: the, the funny the funny thing is, is what people don't realize is that this is after at least two edits. I mean, you, 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 you you presented this to Andrew and I, and you know, a week ago and Andrew gave a very thorough and detailed list of, what he thought should be changed about it and most of those are all those changes were made and it's can, can we agree that
2: like a, a, a two two rounds ago it was even more unacceptable
3: <laughs> Well that's the thing, I just want people to know that I was not alone in this I didn't go off on a, on a thing and just drop it in there, you, like it was collaborative well,
2: You, you kind of did actually now,
0: You, 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 you I did, were alone, yeah that's what, I'm, that's what I mean, I'm saying You were alone because Andrew was like this isn't very good and I was and I, I even went so far as to come up with a new one and then you just fucking ran with it anyway
3: well, I mean, we're working on yours. Yours is gonna be better. The thing is, like, we had to get the we had to get the. I, I felt like we had to get the the, the ones that were done uh, by Sir Gumbo, which were which were are nice, but we had to get them down because they had the Saints logo on them. And I feel like uh, we may be getting the letters. We were we were on the verge of maybe or maybe not getting the letter. Uh, to take it down because we used the Saints logo, so it had to come down. So, like, it, this is just a placeholder. Dave's gonna work on the graphics. I just want to let people know that it wasn't all me. Like, we we collaborated, and it was still terrible. Although I'll take the I'll take the lion's share of the blame. Uh, but I like our, our listeners being honest uh, that they are worse than cancer. So there. <laughs> um. So, Andrew, we have actual football news. The Saints. I've never been more excited in my entire life for a 60 catch receiver that has one leg. Hmm. Uh, The Saints got Cameron Meredith. We were pumped about it. Um,
0: We didn't think it was going to happen.
3: Well, I thought it was. You did. I I did.
0: Andrew and I did.
3: So, Andrew, you're pleasantly surprised.
2: Uh, Yeah, I am surprised. I thought the Bears would match. I mean, I, I thought there was some hope in that the Bears had signed a few guys and, uh, I think at the end of the day, the one thing that really helped the Saints was that uh, the Bears invested in Alan Robertson, who is coming off the same issue. Um, and so he, he tore his ACL last year. And Meredith, I think he, he had an ACL and an MCL, so his injuries Yeah, a little you can't, bit you can't more have serious, $20 but- million dollars guaranteed.
3: Two, 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 two wide receivers with busted up knees.
2: Yeah, you can't be investing into two broken guys at the same position. Um, so uh, I think it was smart. I think it was smart for the Saints to go after him. Now his injury is significant. So, you know, it's a big it's a big risk, but I think the upside is huge. And, you know, the investment isn't so much. Like it's, it's really it's like the, if, if, if he's awful and they have to cut him next year, It's not that big of a deal.
3: It's 1% of the fucking cap. That is my thing about these NFL writers saying it was so risky and it's – the Saints could do something and this might preclude them from doing something in the draft and why are they spending money on this injured player and blah, blah, blah. It's fucking –
2: Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. What would it preclude them from doing in the draft? Because
3: if they invested – if they gave Cameron Meredith $4.6 million, why would you pay about the same for a draft pick? If you just sign Meredith like that was the that was the the thought process from uh, Chris Wessling, I think, from NFL dot com.
2: That's the most brain dead argument. No, I've I mean,
3: heard. they can still do whatever they fuck they want. At wide. It receiver. precludes them
2: from doing nothing in the draft.
3: I mean, Dave, do you think that they'll st- like do you think that Cameron Meredith? Do you still think it's likely that they pick a wide receiver slash tight end? in the draft early, with one of the two oh, the I, first
0: two picks. I think it's very likely they'll pick a tight end, more so a tight end than a wide receiver, but uh, no, I, I don't think that I think Cameron Meredith just, you know, oh, the Saints are lo- locked down now at wide receiver, that's it. <laughs> uh, they're good to go.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I best, just
0: th- Best wide receiving core in the league. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I, I will say this, I I like this move a lot, Because I'm very confident that Ryan Pace made the wrong decision. Whatever he'd have done would have been wrong. Like, if he'd have kept kept Meredith, he would have not healed up, and they would have had to cut him next year. If he lets him leave to the Saints, he's going to catch 85 balls. Like, I'm very confident, Andrew, that Ryan Pace is going to make the wrong decision because he's terrible at his job. And that's my theory. It's based strictly on that. that. Is that solid reasoning or no? Are you people laughing at me or are you nodding your heads?
2: I'm nodding. I'm with you.
3: (laughs) So, uh, Dave, Willie Sneed is still hanging out. He's going to work out. He's at the facility doing all this stuff. Does Willie Sneed have a future with the Saints?
1: Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Reddick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I think he does. Uh,
1: okay.
0: Yeah, I, I think he does. So what, he hasn't been tendered, he's got no contract.
3: He hasn't signed it yet.
0: Yeah, he uh, he's got the but tender.
3: He's got. He hadn't signed it, but he like signed the waiver or whatever, so he can go and do off-season stuff, right? Is that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I would say it's a foregone conclusion. He'll he'll be signing.
3: Andrew, you think that?
2: Do I think uh, Snead's coming s- back? S- yeah, 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 yeah. Do I think it's it. a foregone conclusion. I mean, I think his one shot was maybe the Ravens, where they worked him at out and you know uh, did the ravens end up signing a receiver didn't they sign crabtree yeah
3: they did They're Yeah,
2: right. so i think they were poking around but they were just like yeah you know we want to see who else is available and we might make you an offer and they
3: try to get meredith too meredith said they Nick. did Nick. yeah Nick. I, I mean, you gotta remember
2: the saints are offering him what like one year two million right that's the <laughs> tender yeah so i just you know i, I don't think the Ravens are going to offer him more than that. Although maybe now that the saints have signed Meredith, I mean, it's not over. So they could still um, make an offer to Snead um, and, and, you know, him, him, going to work out with the saints, maybe lets other teams know that he's close to just signing the tender. And so if they want to make an offer sheet that puts a little pressure on them, but I expect him to be back and sign it. I, I just, his year was so bad. I just don't <laughs> think, I don't think anyone would sign him to anything more than approve a deal right now.
3: Dave, I know it's a really early prediction, but will he sneed on the roster opening week?
0: Uh, yeah, barring any injury, I think he, you know, worst case scenario, I'd say he's, uh, he's your on fourth the- guy or your fifth guy, I
2: guess.
3: Andrew? Because they still have a lot of slots. They need to fill it wide. Mean,
2: I'm, I'm going to say something crazy here. I think Snead is kind of a dark horse prediction here. I think Snead is going to come to camp. I mean, he's healthy. So I think he's going to come to camp focused. I think he's going to be pissed off at how his year was. And I think he's going to come out of the gate and just have an awesome camp and really turn some heads and – you know, Ginn's getting a little bit older, and Meredith, I just think – I still think Meredith could be good for the Saints, but I think it might take a little while because he's coming back from his mm-hmm. knees. So yeah, I could see early in the season Snead kind of being the number two receiver.
3: Yeah, and I mean the thing is, Ted Ginn, there is a high probability. There's one of three things that can happen with Ginn. He can repeat last year his best year ever. He can get old and deteriorate very quickly, or he can go back to being Ted Ginn, and two of the three are bad. <laughs> you know, like, like, and look, if he goes back to being Ted Ginn, it won't be terrible, because Ted Ginn is... That's not
0: that bad. I would take that.
3: It's not bad, but he was fucking awesome last year, and especially in the playoffs, man. Well, if he
2: wasn't Ted Ginn last year, then what would you call him?
3: I... That was the Ted Ginn that the Dolphins thought they were drafting like a dozen years ago. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I don't disagree with you. I just want to, I want you to call it a name.
3: Yeah. That was the that was the we picked him 10 or they, we picked him eighth. He's going to be a franchise wide <laughs> receiver, Ted Ginn.
2: Right. Um, yeah, know? so I I I think this is a huge opportunity for Snead because I still think while they You know, Ben Watson is back and, you know, he's going to catch some balls. And Kamara, you know, is going to step up and have maybe more involvement in the offense this year. And you got Meredith and you got Ginn there. But I think early in the season, as Meredith's kind of coming back from his injury, they might draft a guy and maybe, you know, he takes a little while to acclimate to the offense. So there's a window there for Snead in the first quarter of the season to reestablish himself. Mm -hmm. And I think he's going to do it.
3: Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, he's got, I mean, he's he has got to be just, like, knowing how, I mean, he flushed at least, if he'd have caught 80 balls last year, like, if he'd have, if he'd have repeated 2016 last year, he might have not signed with the Saints, because the Saints might have not wanted to pay him, but he'd have got at least four years, like, $24 million, like, $10 million guaranteed, like, easy, so he, I mean, he flushed it a good $10 million down the toilet. With his, with his DUI and his shitty season. Um, speaking of wide receivers, Dave, the Saints, according to Ian Rappaport, are one of the teams interested in Dez Bryant. How do you feel? Oh, really?
2: When did that come out? Uh, I that missed tweet. that. That was a was, tweet. Was that while I was playing tennis?
3: I guess it was, yeah. It was a tweet and a little... How weird. many other teams
0: are interested?
3: Uh, Baltimore. There was like four. It was the Saints, Baltimore, and I forget who else. But it did was the Did you know Saints. this, Dave? Yeah.
0: No. I don't understand. pay as close attention as you and Ralph do, but no. <laughs> I'm not on Twitter all day every day. I mean I'm thinking about calling your employers and uh, <laughs> hey, calling HR.
3: Yeah. The Ravens.
2: Yeah, you know, my employers the- tell you to look at my booking numbers and <laughs> That's what
3: they'll tell me. That's what they'll tell me too. They'll like say Ralph hit his web yeah. numbers again.
2: Yeah
3: growing the Instagram. As
2: far as they're concerned, I can be on Twitter all day <laughs> long. Okay, <laughs> hey, but you, you see,
0: that's not the way your boss is going to look at it. Your boss is going to look at it, hey, Maybe if you even... can do that while you're on your phone, just imagine how fucking great you could be if you got off your goddamn phone.
2: Hey, man, I need some stress relief.
3: Exactly. It's not like he's on Pornhub or something, Dave. It's Twitter. <laughs> I mean, come on. It uh, doesn't
0: s- matter. You're, it's time theft.
2: Wait. <laughs> We said I'm not on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> What's Pornhub?
3: Get the fuck out of here, Dave. What's Pornhub? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the Ravens are the team most interested in Des Bryant. He was born he was born to not catch passes from Joe Flack. <laughs> <laughs> Des Bryant, I tell you.
0: That's his destiny. De- <laughs> Ooh.
3: <laughs> I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10 odds, the Saints sign Des Bryant, Andrew.
2: You know what it is. This is exact. I mean, I, I haven't seen the report, but I mean, obviously, I believe you. But I, I think that I could be wrong, but I just think this is going to be a Muhammad Wilkerson type thing where it's just like, yeah, we'll take you, Dez. We're interested for like one year, three million. Not even you know, that. Like, I think he gets Loomis will throw out like a, you know, kind of like a token offer out there. And he'll sign with the Ravens who'll give him twice the money. <laughs> three maybe three times the money they were, yeah, the yeah. They love old receivers. I think I think this is another one of those Loomis Lowball Take it if you want. We hope we get you. We're not paying a dollar more. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I don't even
0: really, I mean, really showing him the love.
3: Yeah. Um so Dave, the Saints, um with free agency with with Meredith, it's kinda wrapped up pretty much. I mean, unless Desbron but I think it's fair fair to say like the Saints have, have wrapped up free agency and they're not going to do anything more big or interesting. So now that it's pretty much done, how do we feel about it? Now that Cameron made, Meredith is in the barn and it's it's pretty much done and we're waiting on the draft. How do you feel about the Saints free agency?
0: Uh I don't really feel any any better or worse than you know, we last evaluated the Saints' free agency and gave our feelings on it. Um, I mean, I think it's fine. I'm, I'm okay with not, you know, signing some big names and, you know, not making the big splash signings. That's okay. I, that's not necessarily how you build a, a Super Bowl winning team. Uh, it, it seems like they're just continuing to add depth, which I like. And, and again, like we've. Always been saying, it seems like the Saints have been really good at showing restraint as far as contracts know, and not so over, not, not not overpaying and saying, "Hey, look, these are our terms." And, and you know, like Re- Andrew just said, this is what we're willing to do. And we're not really going to be willing to do more than that.
2: Andrew did. Marit- I mean, it's kind of what they've done with a lot of guys this offseason. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy Graham, freeze! Um, hell, they they they, they, yeah.
3: they kind of did it. They they. You know, played Russian roulette kind of with Breeze and was like, hey, take it or leave it, buddy. Um, but, Andrew, did, did the free agency, did the Meredith move kind of slide the grade up just a little bit? Not like from, you know, it didn't change it greatly, but did it bump it any for you? Oh, the off season? Yeah. With
2: yeah, Meredith definitely. From- I mean, it's not even that, like, I know for sure that he's going to work out or um, that I think it makes the team substantially better. But I, I just... I think it increases the margin for error. I mean, I think you still need to get a receiver. And it's kind of like Ben Watson. You still need to get a tight end. But at least you've got another guy in there that can compete and potentially help you the season. And if he doesn't, you know, you just have more margin for error. And it's okay because you got other guys that can step up. So, um, you know, I kind of look at this as like Manti Teo type signings. Like, he didn't play earlier in the year. But we were really glad we had him. Oh late my god,
3: season. we were and Yeah, when I mean, he was
2: playing pretty well. I mean, you know, he he wasn't like a world beater, but he was playing pretty well, and it was way better than like having a deal with Stefan Anthony out there.
3: Yeah, like, I mean, like I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that Manti Te'o was responsible for the Saints making the playoffs. But a UDFA playing linebacker instead of Manti Te'o could have really fucking wrecked the season. And Meredith is a guy. He might come on, take a while, and then you're like, ah, he's not doing anything. He's he's inactive a lot. Yeah, the knee's kind of and Then coming along, and then post Thanksgiving, you're like, oh, he caught five balls today. He looks pretty good, you know. So yep. I, I like it. I think it moved. I think it moved their grade up t- to me for like a B plus. I didn't. I, I I I I wanted them to sign bigger guys. I like them to spend money. I like them to be reckless. That's how I roll. But I like what they did. I mean, they just. They got a bunch of guys. They they filled a bunch of holes, and um, you know, I
2: just I think the only the the, the, uh, the a bunch the of Astros holes must have done yeah. something well. But uh, I I the main thing for me is I just um, I, I I can respect the Saints being frugal. Um, I I Jimmy Graham, it just would have been fun, and that's yeah. the part about this. I think both on the field, just because he would have made a major difference. But also, just as a fan, like rooting interest-wise, like to me, that's the real bummer of this off-season.
3: Yeah, I mean that's that's you're exactly right, and um, and it just it like we have the jerseys in the closet; they were ready to go. And I hope he does terrible in Green Bay, and he regrets what he did. But they paid him a shitload of money, so it'll keep him warm. Um, so the other interesting
0: wait. Thing- so did did you see these? Uh, these tweets, these rumors about the crazy trade rumors. I have not. Uh, we
3: have what? What crazy trade rumors do we have?
0: We- well, I mean, it was like five hours ago. It's not Saints. Well, it's I don't know whether it's Saints specific or not. Um, yeah, Daniel Jeremiah was like some crazy trade rumors floating around today, and then Bucky Brooks retweeted it, and he was said crazy rumors. If it happens, it's going to make Draft Knicks head spins. Draft I mean- Nick's head spin. I mean, it's well, bananas. That, that's, and then hashtag hashtag QB chasing. So could it be the Saints? Would the well, Saints do something crazy? That's a
3: great. That's a great segue, Dave. Because the thing I was going to talk about next is they had an article in the Advocate today that Sean Payton basically took a giant dump on the quarterback class and was like, "They're all garbage except for Donald Andrews." I'm paraphrasing, but
2: that's uh, basically. No, I think he said they're all they're all garbage. Period. And if there's one that I could see maybe sticking around for five Four years, years. <laughs> Be Darnold. It, it, it's Darnold but I don't see anyone in this class that is like a Carson Wentz or Andrew Luck so it, it's not like he said Darnold was great he was just like the less shitty basically was his
3: <laughs> <point>. <laughs> I mean it was the thing is so Andrew I when I read that I talked to you and I was like look I think that is Sean Payton being really honest because if they draft a guy, then he has to come out of the press conference and be like, hey, just kidding, buddy. And kind of talk it off. Or he's like, if they all work out in five years, he'd be like, eh, you don't really know quarterbacks, but you flipped it around. I was like, no, no, no. This convinces you completely that Sean Payton is full of shit and they really want a quarterback. So explain your theory.
2: Well, I'm just thinking that he, and I could be completely wrong about this, obviously, but I, I just when Sean Payton says that, I start to wonder: is he angling for like why? Why would he? He has real no, no real reason to put that out there. Like I just feel like if Sean Payton's putting it out there, there is a purpose beyond just criticizing some players. You know that they, there's there's a point to it. I I just don't think as much as he hates talking to the media. Yeah, I don't think he's kind of like putting that out there just just for as a soundbite for people to talk about the draft. I, I think there's a purpose to it. And so that gets me thinking and it gets me wondering, does he hope that some of these younger coaches will see that quote and think to themselves, maybe if they're on the fence, Oh my God, Sean Payton, the, the most respected offensive mind says all these guys are terrible. And if he thinks they're terrible, maybe I shouldn't draft them. And maybe that pushes them down. Um and then, you know, secondly, maybe it's no one really suspects the Saints won a quarterback, and then, boom, blockbusters trade, and he hops in front of someone to get a QB when they no one was expecting it. So, you know, it could be like he's baiting people into maybe going after a quarterback, or he's trying to push them down the the hierarchy of the ladder, but I don't know. I, I, it makes me wonder if there's not a little smoke here.
3: Well, it's interesting because Ian Gall- uh, Eric – Galco, who
2: little smokescreen.
3: Well, it's a little uh, smokescreen, uh, smoke Dave. What's your what's your um, thought on it?
0: Is it on um, why it, on why he said that?
3: No, yeah, on why he said it, and and does it is it is he lying? Is he is he telling the truth for once? Like what what is, what is your take on it?
0: I mean, I'm kind of with Andrew. I mean, it's not really like Peyton to
2: like. Why would he put that? Go on? out
0: of his. Yeah, go out of his way to say these kind of things in that manner. And blast bench bench And
2: even if he believed that, like, why would he hurt these kids' stock, you know?
3: Yeah. Interesting. Um,
0: I mean – No, yeah, there could be something to it. Well, because the
3: thing is, earlier – late last week, like, the Lamar Jackson to the Saints thing really picked up momentum. And we're going to talk to Eric Galka, who's up off the scouting, as our special podcast – for the draft, we'll have it. We'll record it this week. It'll be online early next week or late this week. And he has been. He was, you know, remember Andrew last year. He was like, remember Ramcheck for the Saints. They like him. Remember that name. He said that on the, when we when he interviewed him. So he's kind of plugged into the Saints. And he was like, man, yeah. Lamar Jackson to the Saints. I'm just. He's just like I'm just hearing it. And he's a guy like, you know, Ramcheck wasn't an obvious name for the saints last year and he he called that so like when when he starts talking about lamar jackson the saints i listen and we'll we'll get some more out of him but well
2: well, well, hold on so yeah and that's the uh, it'll be great to have him on the show again but but i I just think you know the more i think about this wouldn't if sean payton truly hated these quarterbacks He'd wouldn't he them. keep his mouth shut? Wouldn't he want teams to pick him? Yes. Pick them. Wouldn't like, he wouldn't think. he want all five to go in the top fifteen? Yes.
3: He would be. You'd 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 pump them up. That you're, that's a great point, Andrew. Like, if he if he really hated them, he'd be like, "I love them all." Like, I think yeah. Josh. Like, Allen? I love yes. He
2: he. If I'm Sean Payton and I if if I hated these quarterbacks, the first thing I'd be saying in the media is, "I really believe like we might have." A draft class where five QBs could be, you know, in the league ten years from now. Now you don't want to put, you don't want to be so ridiculous that like people bring up the quote, ten, you know, five years from now and point out what yeah, an idiot you were. But I don't know, man. I, I just, I, I don't. Yeah, feel but I mean, like as long, as you're, not, as, long like, as you're not saying this, as long as you're not, he'd keep his mouth shut if he truly yeah, wanted as, these guys picked.
3: Yeah, but as long as he's not Bino Cook saying he's going to win two Heisman's or. They're going to be five Hall of Famers. I mean, he could have just flipped yeah. that, flipped the quote around today and say, "Hey, I think you're going to have three or four guys that are going to be in the league being starting quarterbacks in five years."
2: You know, here's the other thing. He said that he wasn't envious of teams picking early because it's you know there's a lot of stress and pressure to get the next best quarterback, and he said that he what he didn't feel. great great about picking a, these quarterbacks in the top 10. Nothing was mentioned about picking these guys at 27.
3: Dave, he changed my mind. Andrew, you did it. You changed my mind.
2: Nice. <laughs> so,
3: so, Dave, as, as you... Very if nice. It's so,
2: only my wife was so easy. My to wife. Shit with like,
3: nice. uh, so, Dave, it, did this make you think that it's more likely the Saints are picking a quarterback at 27? Less likely? Has... has Hello. Yeah, Dave, can you hear me?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. No, you dropped out there. Sorry. S-
3: so, um, I don't know. I'm I'm reading.
0: I'm actually reading the actual quote. Yeah. Well, it's more than a quote. I mean, it's it's a whole article.
3: It's a good, it's a good, pa- good,
0: it's a good paragraph or two. Um, I don't know. I don't really. Some, <sighs> I'm really torn. I could go either way on this. Part of, part of me just thinks he was just he was just really shooting from the hip and being honest, and. And Peter King kind of, because this is from Monday Morning Quarterback yeah. with Peter King. Yeah. Um, and part of me just feels like King is just, this was the angle King's taken. And he's kind of, not taking it out of context, but he's just presenting it in a way maybe that it wasn't necessarily intended. The original quote was intended uh, just for a splashier uh, headline and a splashier, you know, in a juicier article. Um so part of me feels that way. Uh, the other part of me feels that that uh, it could easily be, you know, be a conspiracy like we've just discussed. Um, I, I'm. I got to pick a side, though, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not the, that. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't think it means as much as we. The, do. the
3: interesting thing that I, I I don't have it, and it's something <laughs> that that I'm sure maybe the Nick Underhills or the the beat writers. Maybe they track it, maybe they don't. But I was listening to a podcast with Mike Lombardi, who I don't really like Uh, his take on things. But he made an interesting point about what NFL teams do is, you know, you can have 30 visits, right, Andrew? You can bring in 30 guys pre-draft. Isn't it is it 25 or 30? 30. 30. Yeah. It's 30. And he says what NFL teams do is they track everybody's visits, right? And they have a board of everybody's visits of who they visit and they and they track it over three or four years. And some teams just have people in for fucking visits to smoke screen or whatever. But he's like Green Bay, when Ted Thompson was there When he had people for visits, they had a high percentage of picking those guys. You know, and I I wonder, like, the Saints, like, their percentage of dudes that visit to, do do they draft them? Because they had Lamar Jackson in a visit and they had other guys. I just wonder what the percentage would be in the last, like, five years. Because that could be an interesting piece of data that you could use to try to figure out – if they like a quarterback or not, I'm sure that percentage isn't high, but if it's higher than other teams, that would be something interesting. Um, I I still think, uh, I still think Lamar Jackson is, uh, is interesting, but I just think it's, it's low. And and I just think there's going to be a team before 27 that's going to want him, you know? Uh, that's my, that's my, uh, that's my thought. And uh, I know Pittsburgh. When he had his workout at Louisville, they had like everyone there, like Tomlin, the offensive coordinator, the general manager, like everybody was there. So uh, I think he won't get there. So uh, before before we get to uh, our themed mock draft of all offense, um, Andrew. What do you think the odds are that the Saints take two offensive players with their first two picks?
2: Uh, What positions with the first two picks? 27 Um, and 91. Assuming no trades, which I don't know how good of an assumption that is, uh, Mm -hmm. I would say I would expect to see a tight end for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. And a quarterback. And no no particular order. Okay. So maybe, maybe the quarterback first at 27 and tight end third round.
3: Dave, first offensive player, first two picks, you think, for the Saints? Odds?
0: Both of them being offense?
3: Yeah.
0: Mm. Three to one.
3: Okay. Four to but- one. All right, we're going to kick off this draft. In this draft, our theme last week it was names I can't pronounce. This week, this this week it's all offense for the Saints. Um, is there a name at twenty seven that we want? Is there a name on offense, Andrew, that you you would say we the Saints would be interested in trading up for, or you would be interested in trading up for?
2: Hmm. I mean, I'm not trading up for – I'm not trading up for a quarterback. I mean, mean,
3: is there a wide receiver or a tight end that you – There's
2: no – I mean, I like Dallas Goddard a lot. Um, I don't – see, again, like I don't know that I'm trading up for him, you know. Um, I would wait for him to fall because I'm fine with Hayden Hurst if if Goddard's gone. And I would even consider Gesicki, although he – I like him less of those three tight ends. um, And I'd be fine getting Mark Andrews in the third round. So, you know, there – there's a this is a decent class at tight end and I think you can get a pretty good player in the third round if you don't get one in the first round. Um I like Calvin Ridley and if he's there at
3: He got you know, picked at twenty two. He
2: got yeah, yeah, if he if he starts to drop, you know, into the twenties, um, then that starts to maybe be someone that you're you consider. So but there's no one in in this class that I think the Saints have to have. I mean, they're a playoff team in a pretty good roster right now and I just – unfortunately, I I don't see them getting into the top 10 picks. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know –
3: Okay, well, the top offensive guy left –
2: Who's who's the best pass rusher? See, that's the thing. Like, I don't think there's a pass rusher outside – after the top 15 that they can realistically go up and get.
3: Well, here's the thing. Since we're doing an all-offensive draft and you're at 27 – the top offensive guy left, Dave, is Darius Geis. So I know, Dave, you'll be totally against LSU because you are uh, you hate LSU with every fiber of your body. Uh, and the next, uh, the next guy is Anthony Miller from Memphis.
2: Okay. Good receiver, yeah.
3: Could he? Where would he fit if they?
2: Well, who? who, who Give me the top five offensive players right now. Are you? Uh, are you doing the simulation right yes. now? Yes. Right. Ronald
3: Jones, Darius Geis... Anthony Miller, D.J. Moore.
2: Well, wait. I'm only allowed to take offensive players, Yes, though, right? you're only – this is all, 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 right. so all give offensive. give me the top five offensive players.
3: Ronald Jones, USC, running back. Never heard of him. Okay. Darius Geis, LSU. Uh, Anthony Miller, D.J. Moore. You could, we could do a trade. We could trade down if we so desire. Uh,
2: Who? Who's the fifth best?
3: Uh, let's see. The fifth best, James Washington, Oklahoma State. Or guard austin corbett nevada if you're <laughs>
2: well,
3: who's not the so, be, who's the best not so what's that
2: who's the best tight end available
3: the best tight end available Gasecki, goder you got them all Hayden Hurst. they're really rated low on this draft
2: all right take goddard that's my pick
3: god he's rated sixty two in this what
2: about what about uh yeah i don't care about your stupid rankings what what about uh what about quarterbacks? Is Lamar Jackson still there? No, he's gone. Josh
3: huh? Allen is there. That's ridiculous.
2: Nah, I don't like him.
3: Jt Barrett. Um, so we're gonna go. You're gonna go tight end. You're gonna go. you're gonna go Goddard at sixty. You'll go Goddard at twenty seven. I mean,
2: D- DJ Moore is tempting. Is he the best receiver? Or Anthony Miller?
3: Anthony Miller is the best receiver. Dave, Dave what would you want? I would vote uh, Anthony Miller.
0: Yeah, I would take the receiver.
3: Okay,
2: but so would you take Anthony Miller over DJ Moore?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either anything about either of these two
2: guys. I just think DJ Moore <laughs> is, is more. I mean, I know he's like a good. Would you,
0: would you say he's more DJ?
2: <laughs> he's got good size. He's got good speed. I mean, he's like a four in four the phone book. Speed, and I, I just think. Character-wise, he's more of a Sean Payton guy.
3: All right. Well, then we'll go yeah. with DJ Moore. Yeah. Character guy. Okay. So we went DJ Moore. We went DJ Moore. Um, do we want him – like, is there –
2: I just uh, feel like Anthony Miller, like, he, he has ball security issues. Oh. Uh, and Sean Payton hates that.
3: That's going to – poor ball security probably cost Brandon Coleman a job this year. Uh, so uh, – The tight ends are all still there. Do we? Do you think? Did would you want to move to get Gasecki, Goddard, or Andrews or Hayden Hurst? You might be able to get Hayden Hurst in the third round in this draft. But I mean, do we want to move?
2: No. Let's 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 see what's left, man. Let's roll the dice. So who do we
3: get? We got DJ Moore. We got uh, DJ Moore. good Good pick. Yeah. So. Dave, what are you thinking as this goes? Do you, you you don't want to move either? Uh, what move up? Move up into the second round or no, wait until ninety no. one? No. You know, I think they. You know, if the tight ends go, um, you know, it, it could be a case of um, they need a they need a running. I mean, a uh, an offensive lineman too. You know. Uh so uh It's true. Yeah the uh
2: come on, Jeff Ireland is telling you to stay put.
3: <laughs> I'm getting nervous though. The tight ends are gone. You got Mark Andrews and Ian Thomas and Sean, Aiden, hey,
2: hey. Sean feed Mickey one of your Vikings and let's talk <laughs> a little bit here.
3: <laughs> they got Orca Afora. From Western Michigan, the tackle still.
2: There. Oh, the oh yeah, the guy
3: that I can't pronounce. He was a he was a. So we're on the clock now. So we got uh, the guy, the tackle from Western Michigan. We got the center Frank Ragnow, uh, and we got oh, yeah, he's pretty good. Um, I mean, you know, Max Hunger. He's not getting any younger. But we have Hayden Hurst there. That's your boy. That's your boy, and he's. probably I mean,
2: not... do you even need to ask me,
3: Dave? Hayden Hurst.
2: Yeah,
3: sure. Yeah. Sure. Is that, is but that we're gonna ra- have to
0: pick up an alignment later though.
3: Is that yes. is is that is that realistic, Andrew, that Hayden Hurst would be there in round three?
2: Uh the only way he would drop that far is his age. Like that's the I mean he if if he were younger, I mean based on his skills and his production and his combine all that stuff, he's a late first, early second for sure. So yeah, I mean I think you throw the age factor in, maybe. Maybe, yeah.
3: I just, I, I think the age factors into it, but I think once this, once teams rate him and factor him in, like if he's rated number forty five on a team's board, they're not gonna not take him because of his age. Like they already. The thing,
2: the thing is, I could see him dropping to the third round, but I don't think he's gonna go all the way down to the Saints pick. You know what I'm saying? Like I could see third round, but then he'll be like the third player chosen in the third yeah. round.
3: All right, so we're on the clock again, um, and here's the problem: is they got Cedric Wilson from Boise State is the best offensive player left. Kyle Laletta from Richmond as a quarterback. I I watched a little bit of him on YouTube today. He's interesting.
2: The Saints worked worked him out.
3: Um, uh, and then running back John. They're not picking a run. They're not picking a running back. I don't think there. Um, why,
0: why, are you, why are you watching YouTube video... Is this at work again? Why are you watching YouTube videos of Kyle Loletta?
3: Because I was eating my lunch, Dave. No, you <laughs> work Nazi. I was eating my lunch at Potbelly, and I was watching YouTube clips. Because I like to be informed, and I care about the podcast, and I need to know. You know? I would never just watch a random youtube that
2: guy played football an hour for me and i've never watched him
3: uh, <laughs> uh, he's he, he his his, his no, uh, i
2: have i've have heard good things
3: his arms is a little bit
2: meh. noodly
3: Noodly, he's like, he's got a little bit of noodle. So so that's where we are. Like like he.
2: Hey hey, I could go for some Garrett Grayson, one point
3: 5. <laughs> <laughs> five. So we got the tight end, we got the receiver. So he's we at one thirty four. The thing is, that's the thing. The Saints aren't going to be picking again until like. I mean, I don't think they'd go. Rec- you can't go receiver again. And why not load
0: up? Load up. Load
3: up. Uh, and the offensive, t- offensive line and. Uh, they got Toby Weathersby from LSU. He's one forty six.
2: Take the court. let's take the quarterback. Let's 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 gamble on the small school kid.
3: Yeah. All right. So now we'll have two picks in the fifth round. Um uh, this dream, I, I, I,
2: if nothing else, if this Richmond kid gets Tom Savage cut a little bit quicker, then he'll he'll have I don't want, worth the pick. I
3: don't even want to see Tom Savage take snaps in a preseason game.
2: That's right. That's right. I just I will admit it. If we cut if we cut the Richmond kid in a couple of years, but he allows us to not suffer through Tom Savage preseason, it was worth the pick.
3: Yes. Um so uh you know what though I like the names Ralph couldn't pronounce draft better just on the players I, this draft I I really DJ Moore I like Hayden Hurst uh but DJ Moore I don't know his his YouTube clips aren't as exciting although I think it's because one of his YouTube clips is set to like <laughs>
2: YouTube.
3: <laughs> is like it's it's not great music. You got that's the key it, to get it. Never
2: is it never is, man.
3: You got it. Well, the cat's the key. You got it. They got to be set to if they're set to good music. They got a good beat. I'm like that player's pretty good. Uh, so we're on the clock. So, um, Antonio Callaway, Florida. Uh, oh
0: K- yeah. You gotta check. You gotta name
3: positions here. Wide receiver Kiki Coutois. Is that how you say Kiki, his name?
2: Kiki Couti.
3: Kiki Kuti. Uh, he's there. We got running back Josh Adams, running
2: back guards. We Skyler. need an offensive lineman. Skylar Phillips.
3: Yeah. Can he play both? Or I never even heard of him. I don't like the name Skylar. You never. You didn't watch his YouTube. I don't watch. I don't watch offensive lineman YouTube, Dave. It, not who's not the who best offensive is. lineman? The best one is Skylar Phillips. Well, from. Idaho State. It doesn't matter where.
2: Wait, wait. What What uh, position, though? Guard, tackle, guard? guard.
3: Brandon <sighs> uh, Parker. Brandon Parker, if you like your small school, uh, historically black colleges. NCAA, well, that, North that's Carolina how we AT. got.
2: Teron Armstead was a small college, man.
3: Yeah. Cole Madison, that's another guard. Well,
2: who's the best tackle? Uh,
3: the best tackle is Brandon Parker.
2: Is that a major reach or? Uh,
3: we're at pick. Let's see. What pick are we on? We're at pick 147. He's 159.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Take the that's tackle. All
3: right. Yeah,
2: that's good. Brandon Parker, come on Bra- down. Brandon Where did he go to
3: school? He went to North Carolina A&T.
2: Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect.
3: Perfect.
2: So look at the, I'm I'm looking at him right now. six seven three fourteen I mean, he's got Zach. That's Schreif. a big boy. It's Zach. <laughs> meets Teron Armstead written all over him. Yeah, that is one big boy.
3: All right. So we're on the clock for the final, for the final pick because we only did five rounds. So we got uh tight end. Durham Smith from Notre Dame. Uh, we we got, got
2: a tight end. We're good at tight end.
3: We got, uh, we got a guard, Tony Adams from NC State. We got a, a a name, Joe Noteboom. I like that name, Noteboom.
2: Oh yeah, he's a guard, right?
3: He's a ta- he's a tackle. Yeah, yeah. Or this is a good one, Tijan Coroma from BYU. Can't believe we didn't pick him in the names Ralph Camper announced draft.
2: Taysom Hill came from BYU. Just saying.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I mean, what do we got? What do we got here? What do, what do we need? We, you know, what do we need? What do we need on offense,
2: boys? I think we go guard, don't you, Dave?
0: Isn't that
2: what's, what we just that? took? No, no, we need a center. Let's replace Max Hunger with with a, or at we least got, have a. That's lady. the name
3: we got. We got Tijon, Caroma from BYU. Yes.
0: Yes. Okay. Look, just go with the best player available. BPA.
3: The best offensive player available is Marcel Aitman from uh, Oklahoma State or Tony Adams. He's a guard from NC State.
2: Can't you just take a pass rusher? No, I know. I know you're. <laughs> <trying to laughs>
3: no, it's all offense. We can take a pass rush next week when we do the Let's Break Saints Twitter draft. We got to go is,
2: is Node Boom still available?
3: What does he play? He yeah, he's tackle. available. He's a tackle. You want to take another tackle? Yeah. Dave, are you feeling tackled? I'm
2: down with the
3: I'm, I like it. Know, I like it. You can it. never have too many linemen. So
2: we lost Zach Streif. We've got no one. I mean, Bushrod's a guard now.
3: Yeah. I, I think Bushrod making the team is
2: nah. suspect at best. Suspect at best. Take, take another tackle. Boom. Note boom.
3: Nope. So done. So 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 this is our draft. We got DJ Moore, Hayden Hurst, Kyle Volletta, uh Brandon Parker, Joe no- Noteboom. That's the all offensive draft. Uh, I don't loathe it, but I'm not really excited. Like I'm just like like I'm just you know. Dude,
2: DJ Moore is going to catch fifty passes. Noteboom, the last guy picked is going to start like twelve games and be awesome. <laughs> and he's going to be tackle eligible and catch a touchdown guaranteed. And the Saints will be three and thirteen. And wow. Tom Savage will get cuts. So you're gonna love the rookie quarterback. I'm excited. And, and Hayden Hurst will blow out his A CL and never play.
3: I again. am very excited. Right. I'm very excited in 2020 to watch Kyle Laletta lead Saskatchewan to a CFL title. <laughs> that'll be that'll be fantastic. So um <laughs> So that about wraps it up. We got, but like I said, we got we got fun stuff coming up. We got we got Eric Galco. Uh, we're doing a special podcast with him, and then next week we have the Draft Extravaganza, where we do the draft that will break Saints Twitter. Uh, we'll discuss it on group text all week and try to come up with a scenario that'll just either make saints twitter euphoric and it'll break or sad and it will break but we'll think of some scenarios so e-
2: either way it's breaking
3: either way it's breaking like we we don't know if it'll be crazy it, it, it's probably going to involve some sort of insane tr- trade.
2: Oh, we're trading up uh, the only thing i can guarantee is that we will not be picking 27th over yeah.
3: <laughs> well the thing is that you could you could make saints twitter euphoric as you could trade if you could some if we could somehow finagle a trade down that would make it euphoric, too. So there's all kinds of options for, yeah, yeah. for next week. So, well. so uh, thanks to everybody for offering their services for uh, better and improved graphics and their constructive criticism. We, we, we appreciate we appreciate that you Even care.
2: Even Ralph's cat wants the logo to be changed. Yeah,
3: and the, we appreciate that you care so much about the show and gave us your feedback. Uh, So, uh, that about wraps it up for today. So, for Dave, uh, for Andrew, uh, until next week, the bar is closed.